The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, October 24th, 2023, season 19, episode number 55. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are through with our mashup week, and I got my normal crew back here with me. got Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker. Amber may or may not be joining us, but uh, but we're going to hold it down. We got uh, we got three voices here that can give you guys some good opinions. Uh, we, we got some things we can hit uh, today, and uh, we're going to start first uh, with Jerry Jones. Uh, Jerry Jones was on with our sister station here this morning in the local market, uh, 105.3 The Fan, uh, Sean and RJ, and Bobby. And Bobby. Show. I, I hate that they don't give Bobby yeah, his give love. Bobby. Give put, Bobby put his Bobby love. Bobby on the monitor. Uh, and Bobby. And uh, they had a, uh, you might as well give Peyton some love too. But anyway. Peyton's a good dude. You, uh, the, he was on with them this morning. <coughs> Excuse me. A couple quotes that I have from yeah. him uh, that I want to get some reaction from you guys. The first quote that I that I thought was interesting. He was talking about uh, the trade deadline. Yeah, I knew mm-hmm. you're going here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, uh, and and his quote was, <laughs> "I would really extend to improve our team right now because I think we have a team that's a contender." Yeah. That was interesting to me. Now, mm-hmm. he also went on to say, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but he went on to say that it has to come from the other team. Yeah. And, and if you know Jerry, I know Sean dived into the question, which he should have. It was a great follow-up question. Yeah. So why is that the case? Right. If you know Jerry, you've heard this year after year after year. It's negotiating power. He thinks of it as, like, if he's the one making the phone call, he loses his leverage. Mm-hmm. If someone else is making the phone call, they're calling, and they are in a a, a compromised negotiating position. That's the way he looks at negotiations. Right. And so that's why he does it that way. I guess my question for you guys is just react to his statements, not, not only about kind of how he looks at it, but also the fact that he says he's willing to extend himself a little bit. And, and what are your thoughts there? I think it's, it's exactly what you said. Um, and I had this conversation right before the show with Nick Harris. And he was, you know, asking if I thought it was a leverage situation. And I do because, you know, Jerry Jones, the consummate deal maker, the consummate businessman and entrepreneur, he doesn't want to show any kind of weakness to potential, you know, suitors and those that he's going to have conversations with. So that completely makes sense. And we're accustomed to that. But I think it's also true that this Cowboys roster uh, is price versus pressure. So if you look back a few years ago, the wide receiver by committee situation failed miserably. And it was the same Jerry Jones where, you know, you're going to have to call me. You're going to have to call me, but didn't blink when it came time to toss a first round pick onto the table for the Raiders to get Amari Cooper. Now you fast forward. Now, if you lose Trayvon Diggs and Deron Bland isn't able to step into that role and or Jordan Lewis isn't completely back physically. If you lose LVE and then you don't see Marquise Bell play out of his mind against Los Angeles and Damone Clark step up. If you, you know, when you were down three offensive line starters, if those young guys didn't step in and show they could do something. I say all of that to say I think the Cowboys feel comfortable with where they are roster wise. Could they stand to upgrade? Absolutely at certain positions, but they're not pressed to do so. So I don't think 
while I agree that Jerry Jones is using it as leverage, I really think, excuse me, I really think there's also truth in the fact that he just doesn't feel pressed to make that move right now. So it probably will have to be someone calling him. I think they're going to call out and put feelers and things like that. But as far as the price goes, uh, it, it has to be something that is palatable for them. It's not They're not giving a first-round pick away for anybody based on the needs or lack thereof of this current roster. I miss reckless Jerry Jones. <laughs> I miss the guy I worked for when he just would go out and say, you, you know, know we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna do we're gonna do this. We're gonna Charles give two Haley. we're gonna do give two for Joey Galloway. I don't care. We'll throw in an extra six to get yeah, a Yeah, but tight. then you get a Roy Williams wide receiver. You know, but that's that you know what to me that's 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 part of it. And you know what and I say that in if he had Will McClay in this pro department instead of me sitting in that chair, he he might have been better off. He might have been better off. The times where we talk about a Roy Williams or a Joey Galloway or one of those those times, you know, maybe we misevaluated those guys. Not maybe we did. I mean, we we paid too much for those guys, mm-hmm. you know. But if you have a current group of pro scouts, college scouts, the ex- expertise of Will McClay here, Jerry Jones has a right to stand at that table and hold those dice, you know. With me, yeah, pushing the chips in there might have been a little bit more of a, you know maybe a little bit more of a gamble. But you have a department that knows what the hell they're doing. And to me, I, I miss that evaluate. I miss him stepping up and saying, we've got to get better here. We got, and I'm not asking to, asking to be a reactionary to what the Philadelphia Eagles did mm-hmm. with, with, with going to get. Because, you know, there's things with Bayard that, that are, you know, he's a, he's a good player. He's not what he was five years ago. He's okay in the run. He's good in coverage. You know, those are things that will help Philadelphia. But – I would like to see Jerry Jones, if the pro department comes to him with names and says, boss, we can do it with this guy, or we can, make, we can shore up this problem, or we can add this corner here. You know, I think he's better equipped than he was 25 years ago with me sitting in that chair. And so I would take the gamble if I'm Jerry Jones. You know, and I understand physical responsibility and how much we love the draft and all that, but this, this – NFC is wide damn open right now. Mm-hmm. You look at what's going on in San Francisco. They're starting to get banged up. Minnesota, there's some teams that have started off poorly. They're probably going to play some better football. you got to be ready for when that happens. This conference is for the taking. This Super Bowl run is for the taking. Look what's happening in Buffalo. Look what's happening in some of these other teams. One in five teams finding a way to beat teams that are in playoff ready. You know, I'm if I'm Jerry Jones, 80 years old Jerry Jones, I'm not waiting for anybody. He always says it himself. Doesn't have time. For I don't have time, time for a good time. I I need to get this thing done now. And if it puts Steven and Will and those guys in kind of a bad position, you know, well, we got to do something here. And I, and I'm not saying it out of desperation. I'm saying it as I miss the days of Jerry Jones just saying the hell with it. Let's go get this guy and see what happens. Yeah, the way I look at it, I, I think I, I agree with both of you guys. And I, I think from the standpoint of you almost want to see Jerry just say, and, and it goes to his point, I think this is actually what he's saying. He's saying, I'd really extend myself because yeah. I, I think I got a really good team. Yeah. I kind of want to see him push all the chips into the table. Yeah. I kind of want to see him say, if you see the right player out there, right. and, and I'm going to ask you guys this question in a second, but if you see the right player out there, whatever the position is that you feel like, Man, if we get this guy, yeah. we it puts us over the top, and you got to spend the first rounder for him. Yeah. Spend the first rounder. Mm-hmm. I think you've got a team that's right there on the cusp, and like you said, the NFC is there for the taking. But you, right now, I think most people would believe you're a little bit beyond. And that's actually we'll get to another quote that Jerry had. 
they're a little bit below where maybe the the, the, the 49ers or the Eagles are right now. Mm-hmm. Is there that player out there that can push you over the top? And that's kind of where you want to see Jerry back up those words and say, okay, extend yourself. Let's go get that guy. I think for me what, what lessens it a little bit is having seen them in the same offseason go out and get a guy like Gilmore, go out and get a guy like Brandon Cooks, and you did it, in again, in the same offseason. That's not something that we've kind of seen in these past several offseasons. So it shows that there is, you know, the willingness for Jerry to go out there and say, you know what, I'm going to address this and this. Now, again, could it still, you know, could they stand to upgrade the roster at certain spots as far as going OD with it, just overdosing and saying, okay, even though we have this and this and this and this guy's working out well and this guy's working out well, but they're not that guy which is kind of leading to your question yeah you could always go out there and do that question being how comfortable is a team that's that drafts so well and puts so much stock into drafting having already given up a fifth a fifth a fourth right so that comes into the conversation as well so yeah, i'm just i'm yeah. curious as far as what you think they would how I they love, would have that i love fishing i love fishing more than anything and I, every time i fish i throw something really big out there and i hope that a 14 or 15 pound bass jumps on that lure but i throw something really big mm-hmm. you know cuz i'm trying i'm trying to catch a big damn fish mm-hmm. you know i'm trying to find a way to win this uh, win this division i'm trying to find a way to win the conference i'm trying to find a way to get to the super bowl with the team i currently have so i'm feeling like you know i'm not worried about out a four or five and a six. I'm not worrying about those picks. Yeah, about I'm not. I, I'm, I'm going to throw. I'm you know, if the right players out there, all I'm asking is Stephen Jones uh, allow Jerry the latitude that if the if the pro department comes to him and says, "Boss, we got a call on this." They called us on this. Or maybe you're fishing. Maybe you're going to throw the chum in the water and try and get the big fish here. Maybe you're calling somebody that might be, you're hearing some whispers that they're interested in moving on from a guy. It it never hurts to pick up the phone and make that call. I know Jerry says from point of leverage, but he's got a chance to, if, if, if they identify the right guy or two, it could put this team into a great yeah, OD, position. Yeah, going. Yeah, you know, and, and I use, for example, the team that just here in Dallas that just got to uh, the World Series, the Texas Rangers. Chris Young, the general manager, made two huge deals right at the trade deadline. You know, he went out and got Montgomery, and he went out and got Scherzer. Scherzer mm-hmm. got nicked up. You know, that's unfortunate. He's trying to pitch his way back. But Montgomery has pitched so well in the playoffs, mm-hmm. it's got them to the World Series. The Rangers didn't have that before the trade deadline. You know, sometimes you just have to say, damn it, we're going to go do this. Push them all in. And, you know, nobody will fault. Nobody fault. Now, if you want to fault what we did in the early 2000s, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, gave up some pick. Maybe identified the wrong guy. Maybe Roy Williams didn't work out. Maybe Joe Galloway didn't work out. Maybe Amari Cooper didn't work out like you thought. But you know what? Damn it, we tried. Yeah. We tried to make a difference here. And and that's, well, I'm I'm just saying, well, to them, it it became personal. Yeah. It became personal there. And we all understand that. I'm just saying that in that capacity of he definitely worked out. They scouted him well. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You're better equipped to go and identify players now than you were 25 years ago when Jerry was just throwing, you know, throwing the dice at the table. Yeah, I will say this. Over the last two years, They've actually gotten some players in trades that have been players players for their team. Listen to the last five. Uh, You had Cooks, you had Gilmore, you had Hankins, uh, you had uh, Trey Lance here recently, and you had Igbenogany. Now, obviously, with Igbenogany, that was a toss-up. That was a swap-swap. Yeah, Yeah. you're getting rid of your guy that wasn't working for a guy that wasn't working to see if one of y'all could figure it out and make it work. So you just take that as you take it. But you look at those other guys, and and those are the kinds of trades that we had seen Philly traditionally do. Those kinds of trades where it's like, 
eh, it's a good timing. The guy may not be at the top, but he's still pretty doggone good. He can add something to our team. I think the difference is Philly has also done those deals like the A.J. Brown deal where right. he, they gave up significant capital to go right. get a guy that is in his prime, yeah. right? That's where I'm like, if Dallas can identify that kind of player right now, yeah. a guy that's in his prime that you're willing to spend that first rounder on, he can help you now, but he's also going to help you down the road as well. Yeah, That's the kind of move I would love yeah. oh. to see them make. But oh. then I was going to say this to that point, stepping into the, the role of devil's advocate, if a guy's in his prime, then you have to look at contractually, when is he coming due? Because in, in-house, you have some horses coming due. You got CeeDee Lamb coming due. You got Michael Parsons coming due. You're likely going to give this extension to Dak, another extension to Dak Prescott. You got some hogs coming due. So if a guy's in his prime, uh, and there are a couple of names that are floating around in my head, but yeah, you grab those guys, and that's wonderful because you got to go, I, I'm with you 100%, Brian, seize the moment. Seize the moment because these moments Well, that's their motto. Out. That's yeah. the, they, they, Car- they, Carve they, Omnia. Yeah. Seize everything. Things. Yeah. the moment. So I'm with you on that. So go do it. Yeah. But I'm saying, as far as uh, laying out all the variables of the conversation, that's another variable of it. Saying, okay, you go and you you give up this, you know, premium capital and premium compensation for this guy. You better if you do it, you better make sure you're able to keep that guy and pay that guy and the the guys that have proven that they deserve to be paid in house as well. Yeah. I'm willing to even accept, and I know it's easy for me to say because it ain't my money, but I'm, easy, I'm, I'm I'm willing to accept the fact that I might put myself in a little bit of a cap-strapped cap situation down the line yeah. because I look at my team right now and I'm like, man, I don't know that I'm going to have a better shot than I have right now. Or you could go full gonna LA go, I'm going to go push all the chips in and see what happens. And as you said, Brian, if it doesn't work, at least I didn't go down. I went I, down swinging, right? I think fans would appreciate the fact that you gave it a go. Yeah. You know, it's better. You know, the fans do not want you to sit there and not do anything when you realize that maybe you have an opportunity. Everybody's looking at these games. They're watching. They don't see dominant teams playing in the right. National Football League. I'll say this, and I'll remind you, I think we're going up on the year of when the, the 49ers made the trade for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what did they, they do? Like they, they, yeah. they sat there and looked at Christian McCaffrey, and they're going... This guy's often hurt. He's going to miss six, seven games. He didn't miss anything. Guy's yep. playing with an oblique problem. And if he was in Carolina, he would have missed six weeks with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. But he, but he played. He goes to San Francisco, and now he scored 16, uh, 16 consecutive games with a touchdown. Yep. Those are the kinds of trades when you can identify what you need, the type of player, the compensation, and make it work. Right. That's all. That's all you as a fan. That's all you can ask for and from those this organization. Yeah. Nobody cares about your cap problems. Nobody cares. Right, right. Nobody cares. They want you to win games. You know, they want you to compete for playoff wins and championships and stuff. They don't have time to hear you like, well, you know, we've got these players. And, and no offense, Patrick, we I don't want to hear about paying Dak or paying these guys. I know it's part of the game. But teams figure it out every damn day. We thought Philadelphia was going to be just demoralized in their cap situation. They went out and resigned all their guys. Right. You know, and I don't want to hear about the cap problems for any teams anymore. You figure it out. There's teams. The Packers are awful right now. You know why? They're carrying $48 million of dead cap. Fine. But they got rid of Aaron Rodgers, and they're learning about their quarterback. And if they're bad enough, they'll draft a quarterback in this draft. Yeah. I don't want to hear about cap problems and financial, physical responsibility. I want to hear about wins and going forward and making this thing work when you have a chance to put this thing to bed. And I want to be clear, and no offense to me because I'm not taking offense because we're actually on the same page here. I'm on record all over the place is saying, I don't really care about cap. 
I think Cap is a myth for the most part because yeah. when you look at the Drew Brees years in yeah. New Orleans, right? Cap magic. Every year, they just yeah. figure out a way to manipulate the cap. There's always a way to manipulate the cap. I'm just simply saying as far as the Cowboys mindset, you can 100% believe that they're upstairs, upstairs, oh, having no that question. part of the conversation. So yeah. I agree with you. No, no. I'm simply saying from the fans that are listening, you, you just got to know if you're wondering what's the conversation upstairs, that's part of the no, conversation. No, no, they, they hate what I'm saying right now. They absolutely, I'm going to get a text after somebody listens <laughs> to this, and they're going to tell me you're full of S right now, Brian. Yeah. But you know what? As, they're going to say the cap's a real thing. And by the way, for the, them, the cap it absolutely is. is. It yeah. is a real thing. And they talk yeah. about spreadsheets and, and projecting out and, and who you have to pay and all that. But there's also a time where you have to, I'm not worried about 2027. Yeah. I'll be sitting at the lake house in 2027. You can, 2029. Give me, you can give worry, me a couple you more can years. Worry, you can worry. Well, Bennett gets out of school. At Texas. I need a couple more years. Right? I, I'm saying, but that's, that's kind of where I'm at right yeah. now. And I think fans are that way right now. Yeah. You know, they don't want to hear about your cap problems. They don't want to hear about who you're going to sign. That's one of the great things about it is they've done a great job of drafting. And they'll always let you draft. Even if you have cap problems, they're going to let you draft. They're not taking drafts away from you. You know, that's their, you know, you could find a way to go get young players if you have to get rid of veteran guys that cost you millions and millions of dollars. You could find a younger player like a Tyler Smith to play tackle for you. Yeah. And, and you, know, you can this, move on from guys. That reminds me of a, uh, it was actually a pretty fun and interesting conversation and debate that was held uh, within Cowboys Nation on Twitter, I want to say a few months ago, where. When question, was this? Uh, well, no, I'm going to, yeah, this was, I know it's rare. I'm using, yeah, it I'm was using, rare. Yeah, I'm using but it a toxic I, fight I, with yeah. somebody. But I was, I was sitting there. And I just happened to be scrolling the timeline and I saw somebody pose a very good question. Uh, and the question was, if you had to go through the, the arc that the L.A. Rams are going through, yes. which is you throw everything yes. at the wall and you get this. Are, are you no? Are you then going to be understanding and know that once you do that, you're probably going to rebuild uh, in a couple years thereafter yes. and you're going to go through the rebuilding process? How how long would your rope be? Where's your patience at in that capacity? So it, the question wasn't would you be thirty damn years? Yeah, I was no. tw- I was in my twenties the last. Actually, take that back. I was in my thirties the last time this team won a Super Bowl or went to an N- NFC Championship game. I'm I'm fifty nine years old now. No, no. The question wasn't would you trade one for the other. The question was be honest with yourself. Yes. How patient would you be during uh, the tell, rebuilding let you, process? Let me tell you how patient I would be. Not let me as tell well you how patient as they, I they would draft be. well no, here. Let me tell you how patient I would be. When I got to the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys were coming off of they were at the it was ninety nine nineteen ninety nine oh, yeah. yeah so okay. I went through three back to back five and eleven seasons oh, I was with, with Campo you. right yeah, that's my I, I will tell you this if you tell me what's your patience level I would go if if they could promise a championship this year if they're going to go yeah, all yeah. in and it gets them a championship yeah. mm-hmm. for the next ten years of my career I'm good so if we're at five window. and eleven. That was that was the question. 15, the question is, what's your window? Twenty. Yeah, you tell me. I won't window. be around for all those years. <laughs> what I'm saying is that one year yeah. when you get to have that magical ride. Look at it right now. Yeah. Like you look at. I, I was watching last night Rangers fans on social media. Yes. The elation, the joy. One hundred percent. As a fan, and 100%. I remember in 2005 when the when the Longhorns won the, the national championship. There is, as a fan, there is nothing better I get it. than when your my Braves, team my dogs, I get it. goes all the way to the top Stop and bragging. wins. It is. Well, I can't brag this year. Y'all got it. This y'all, y'all got it. Yeah, y'all, y'all get plenty of them. Y'all got I'm not worried about you. You get plenty of yours. But I'm just saying, like when you can, when your team can do that, it is just it. The feeling is unlike any other when it comes to no sports questions. fandom. Yeah. And that's why I say for most fans, I'm not gonna say all, mm-hmm. but I would say for the vast majority of fans, they would be like, "You tell me how many years we got to go without." 
for another championship. So, yeah, that was the question. I will go without. The question you, was, what's your window? By the, Yours way, is 10. by the way, I don't care. I, I said it could be 15. It can be 20. I, I'm saying, you tell me. It can be unlimited. Yeah. I just want that one. I want that I one it. opportunity working in this building to go all the way to a championship. Yeah, no, That's we all I'm, want it. It was just an interesting question on Twitter because the question was, what's your window? What's your window? after? If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl right now, and every, we're feeling good, what's your window? Is it two years after you win the Super Bowl, 5, 10, 15, where you're still good with that particular Look, Super Bowl? Me and Brian won. are over 50, my, my so was we're like, like, it doesn't have to happen no, ever again in our no. lifetime. We just want that one. Yeah, we want on, that I one opportunity. No, mine, mine was like two to three years. <laughs> I, was, I start itching again after a couple of years. I'm like, okay, we got to get you. back. That's fine. We got to get back. Like, I was on the Super Bowl winning team in 96, I think we got a 30-year reunion coming up here pretty soon for that thing. But that's Because it, it lives on forever, right? It, it lives on forever, but the thing about it is a fan, you just want the one opportunity. There's a fan base, there's a group of Cowboy fans around the world never seen it. that have never seen this. Never seen They've it. never seen how great you were in the early 90s. Trust me, I got my ass kicked plenty of times by that team. That was a, Those were great football teams. Yeah. You know, you would, you would, you would do anything Anything, and that's where we I thought Jerry it. Jones. I thought Jerry Jones was at that at that point right now, and maybe he still is. But maybe there's people up there that are not like as nuts and crazy like I am, trying to just will this thing to to go and go make a move. And I'm not saying it has to be the right move. Right, right. It has to be. Right. But I trust their pro department more than what I trust myself. Twenty some odd years ago, when we were trading guys I'll for tell you first this. round picks. My personal thought is, I think he he is thinking like that. I think that's where that comment came from. But I also know. Jerry, the negotiator, yeah. he can't say that publicly. He yeah. can't tell people how desperate he is. And I say that desperate not in a bad way, but in a way of if he sees the right opportunity, I don't think there's a limit to how much he's willing to go I think, to get that guy yeah. in if he sees the right opportunity. Jerry is really good at listening. And I think if Will and Henry Shroka and those guys in the pro department and all those Alex Loomis, those guys come forward and say, boss, we got this guy. We yeah. got this guy. We can maybe, maybe we can work this out. I think Jerry would say, damn it, if we feel that good about it, let's go. He'd be like, open it up, I've, I've open the checkbook, and let's go. Yeah. I've, seen, I've sat I in that room when he's looked at everybody and said, let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's go. And, and everybody's like, yeah, let's go. You know, but this, they, they, it has to be the right guy. It has to be the right. one that can make the difference. But, you know, but anything, you're just giving your fan base a reason to say they're committed. They're committed right now to trying, but you know what? It looks like that team in Philadelphia is a little bit more committed than you right now. A little bit more trying to go out, and I'm not saying Kevin Byron's going to be a huge get for them, but it looks like that they're a six and one team that's trying to get a it's little the better. Optics of it, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to hear Amber's opinion on this. I'm sure that's <laughs> going to take the next segment, and then we'll get to some uh, lap code in the final segment. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available 
in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Hey, how about this one? The Salvation Army's 27th annual Red Kettle Kickoff returns to AT&T Stadium this Thanksgiving. Get excited to watch the one and only Dolly Parton. Man, she's from my era. Rock the stage during the halftime when uh, your oh, Dallas Cowboys go ahead to head to head with the Washington Commanders. Tune in at 3:30 uh, p.m. on CBS. Welcome back. It is Jolene. I love Jolene. Jolene. That song Jolene. is awesome. Yeah, is. I love that song. On the radio, we talk. That's about really the only one I know that she does that I actually like love. But nine I love to five. Well, yeah, nine nine that one's kind of that's so commercial. But I love Jolene. Like, I love too. that song. Especially Jolene's a pretty song. It is a great song. It's kind of a sad song too. But uh, the other day on the on radio, we were talking about it. Lucius called it Darlene. He goes, Yeah, didn't you do Darlene. the song called Darlene? I said. <laughs> Jolene. He goes, right. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. It is the second She's segment a of Break. Sure Live is. from the SWBC Morgan Studios at the start of this segment brought to you by blockchain.com. And joining the show right now, Miss Amber Garcia, who is making us all feel horrible because yeah, she, went out, she yeah. went out today and she's been serving the community. Serving the community out there. Got rained it's on, morning. hard labor, <laughs> made a difference today, there saw some kids smile. Yeah. Uh, no, it was fun. Uh, actually, Sam Williams. Yeah, you know, I heard he Sam was, was out, out there. there. Yeah. He, yeah, he was helping. He actually did some. He did some tough work too. So. Okay. Way to go, did you, Sam. Did you trick yeah. him into doing your job? That's the key. No, everyone, <laughs> everyone pulled their weight. Yeah, Everybody was out there sweating, and then we got showered with rain. So, you, yeah. well, you had a cool off. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> after, I, after I got my She's hair like, done this it's morning, one way to but, um, yeah. nothing like working at the end of October and it's ninety degrees outside. There you right? go. Yeah, yeah. That's but, Texas. Yeah. Hey, r- real quick before we move on, I did want to give you an opportunity to chime in on that. Patrick set up this really interesting question of what would be your window that you would be okay the Cowboys not being very good if they can get a championship, if they mortgaged the future and got a championship. What's that window that you give them? kind of a green light that it's okay that you're not going to be very good 
What was your time? Two years. Two years. I got to get I'm, back. I think I'm more. I joined in towards the end, and I heard your you opinion. I was like, whatever, Derek, and I heard Brian. Hey, I'm with you guys. I'm not as old. But <laughs> it, I sure experienced life like you guys, though. Yeah. It's my, my yeah, fair that's enough. What, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> that came to come, I don't right, know. Yeah. But uh, no, no, I, I mean, again, most people that have listening to that have been listening to the show or following me know already that I started following the NFL as soon as I started working with the Cowboys. I wasn't very aware of the sport really or know anything about it. And as soon as I got into it, started understanding it and being a part of it and covering the team. Winning all those uh, awards. <laughs> but year two, remember, this is around the time that Tony got hurt. And right. we were going, shuffling, going through oh, quarterbacks gosh. and all yep. of that. So I'm experiencing that. And that's what I think the game is. It's just part it's of the game, you know. And as we progress and go year after year, and now I'm sitting here in like around year 10, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, how do fans... Yeah. From when the last time they Absolutely. won, yes. have yeah. been able to Carry absorb yeah. and deal with this for so long because this is very stressful and i absolutely hate it and we go through it through all the emotions and every year when it ends okay you're upset you're mad whatever and then you start back up think there is new hope go through the training camp see new things which this year, I was like, I'm not going to be naive and allow myself to go through that. But I really thought starting out the season, I really thought we had everything in place. The only thing, kicker. And go figure, that, go yeah, figure yeah. that. How yeah. that work out Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only one constant. As soon as you think you know amazing. something in the NFL, the NFL you tricks you. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that um, I will be more than happy if it happens once... If it happens this year, what's your, what's yes, your window? Yes, because I'm running out of time. What's your window? Uh, you never know what tomorrow brings. So it better happen this year, and I'm waiting for it. My window is, I don't care. Let me just go to a parade once and and experience that because it's different. So then are you set for like the next 15, 20 years? Sure. Like, Whatever. I got it. So you're right there with I got it. Like let that. my kid in the future experience We, we all that. agree we want it right now, but after, knock on wood, we get it right now, 2025, I'm going to start itching again. Hey, man. I'm like, that'd be, right. great. That'd be great, but all I'm saying <laughs> is, is I'm not going to be like, if, if that's if that's the cost, if the cost is that I may never see another one in my lifetime, at least I got to see that one and Fair I got enough. to experience that one. That's my point Fair is enough. I just want that one because I in the NFL – it is extremely different. There are franchises. You talk about the Cowboys having a drought. There are franchises that never won a Super Bowl. Full, ever, full drought. Ever. From inception. So if you're fans <laughs> of those teams, and some of those have been around as long, if not longer, than the Cowboys. Right. So it, it, like, if you're one of those teams, yeah. you've never, ever, ever, your parents never experienced, your grandparents never experienced it. I just want to experience it once because I wasn't a Cowboys fan until I started working here. I was an Oilers fan until Oilers left Houston, right? Mm. So for me, I just and, and the Oilers are one of those franchises. They are one. We had never won a championship. They knocked on the door a bunch. We had never won. Look, that, don't get me started yeah, on the no. Buffalo game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't get me started on that. But yeah. but yeah, we that, that's where I'm like I just want to experience it one time. So I don't so care I what I got to give up. It's also different anyway. for us. I mean, that work here. 
you know, you want to experience this while you're working here, while you're covering the team. I'm not saying, oh, we're going to quit as soon after they finish, but you you just never know. We've seen, since I started working here, we've seen how many people come and go, and I've been long enough with you guys to where we've seen yeah. all those changes in different oh, yeah. positions. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you do want to, it's obviously a very different experience getting there while working and covering the team and being there and, and in person versus just watching on TV as a fan, which that's amazing too, but also from our perspective, when you know all the people that have been putting in the work and have been working hard and all the shuffling around for years after years, uh, yeah, I definitely, I'm good with one, Patrick. I just, I, it's I, a big ring. I just know my, my win- <laughs> listen, all I know is my window ain't 28. I'm dying here. Let's do it. Let's run. Let's go. <laughs> all right, real quick. I did want to get a question from, uh, from Twitter. We got a question from TM. He says, does the inconsistency around the league increase your hopes for a Super Bowl glory? Seems as if you can, if you can get to the playoffs, there's a fighting chance. Yes, yeah. and that that's the beautiful part of the NFL, and that's where the, the beauty of parity comes into play. And, I mean, you see the Cowboys, you know, get destroyed by the San Francisco 49ers, and then the 49ers, after, after you know, that particular game, everybody's already crowning the 49ers. They're going to be the Super Bowl champs. This is what it is. This is the team to beat, and then they lose to the Browns, and then they lose to the Minnesota Vikings. And I know they were out without Debo Samuel, but it's the Vikings team that also didn't have Justin Jefferson. Um, and then They're 2-0 and without him, by the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe they need to trade him. Hey, by the way, Jordan Addison is a beast. Yeah, oh, yeah. nice. Beast. Yeah. Um, and then you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they were able to fight back and, and get their win last week, but then they lose to the same Jets team that the Cowboys took out back and beat like a, a dirty rug. Um, so it's just parody. The Patriots. Look at what the Patriots did. The Bills are struggling. Yeah, the Bills are a, a, an AFC contender, but they're struggling to get things going. So in the NFC, when you see what's going on, all you need to do if you're the Cowboys is show up week in, week out. You understand you're not going to win every game, but if you show up to compete every week, then you will always have a chance to win that particular game, and you'll win far more than you won't. Um, and this Cowboys team is is still a contender to me, especially, again, we're com- 49ers, two-game losing streak. Now they're 5-2. and two. Cowboys go out and win this week. Guess what they'll be? 5-2. and two. You're right there in the mix. Detroit Lions. We talked about, we made sure that we mentioned last week the Detroit Lions because they were playing very good football. Yeah. They went out and got destroyed by the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. It happens. Would that happen again uh, in week set, or week eight with the Detroit Lions? I don't think it will, but it's a week-to-week league, so all you got to do is show up that particular week. You know, there's one phrase that has always stuck with me that Brian said. The NFL, the NFL is a strange, is a strange, strange lady. lady. <laughs> and I'll, every time something weird happens, I always think of you and yeah, that Derek, place. we need to talk about a T-shirt deal for that. Yeah, we do, right? We lady. can make millions. That I think, is Scout Fitz. Uh, the Scout Fitz is another <laughs> one. The, I think the thing about it is why I look at this season, you're going to play every contender. You've already played the 49ers. You're going to play the Eagles twice. You're going to play the Lions. You're going to get the Dolphins, and you're going to get the Bills. In along, Buffalo. Yeah. And, and Seattle, by the way. They're yeah, in that Seattle, all, all the, You're going to yeah. see all the teams. How you navigate those games will tell you how you're likely going to get through the playoffs. Yep. Those, are, those are some of the best teams in the National Football League. So if you find a way to navigate, win those games, have some success, you've already failed the test against, against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. You don't need to fail against the Eagles. You don't need to fail against uh, the other teams that we, were, that we were talking about, the Detroits and the others. You need to find a way to win those games. And you need to find a way to be able to get confidence and create doubt going forward when you play those teams again if you play them in the playoffs. But I think you'll know a lot about your team by the end of this thing because of all the teams you're going to have to play. Ironically, when you think of that, you're probably going to play, of the top 
I don't know, eight teams in the league, you're probably going to play all of them except for two. That's Baltimore and Kansas City. Right. Mm-hmm. right. All the rest of them are going to be your gauntlet starting yeah. right after Thanksgiving. Right. Through the end of the season. Like, there is, it is going to be a murderer's row of teams. Now, the great part about that, if you want to get a great part about that, is like you said, Brian, you're going to find out real quick how good your team really is and if they can really compete in the playoffs. I think you're going to have to make some hay here as we get for the next five because there are the games where it's Rams, Eagles. Okay, Eagles, you know, Dallas plays the Eagles well. We'll see how it goes. But then you got the other teams. You got Carolina in there. You got the Commanders in Giants there, and again. you got the Giants again in there. You know you can't stumble through that part yep. of the schedule. You know you've got to find a way. If you somehow go to Philadelphia and win that game, win all those games, kind of sets you up for that gauntlet of run. But you know by that, if you're if you win all those games, that means you're playing good football. Then when you get to the gauntlet, you're not worried about spewing oil, and it's going to be a struggle, and you might lose two of the games, and like that. You still might lose the games. But if you're winning all these games and you're on a run, we see what confidence will do for a team. Mm-hmm. But then you also need to make sure that, uh, and I harken back to to the game against Arizona, and I'm looking at the schedule here for the Cowboys going forward. Don't walk into Charlotte thinking that the Panthers no are question. a pushover. No Don't question. walk into Charlotte thinking, oh, well, they're going through some things, and you know Bryce Young isn't playing well because yeah. of his lack of protection up front. Oh, we got this. You need to remember what happened in Arizona when you mm-hmm. go into a place like Charlotte and Bank of America Stadium. So uh, as long as they step up to, like Brian said. The next big test, you failed the first big test in a big yeah. way, which was San Francisco. And this is not to overlook the Rams because they're a solid team coming in here. You better mount up for them yeah. as well. But your next big test is in two weeks against the Eagles. Yeah. That is probably going to, if you can get that win in Philadelphia, you talk about launching you forward, that could put you on a strong trajectory like, that maybe you go on a run yeah. in what Mike McCarthy calls the second trimester of the season, puts you in a real good spot in the event you have a stumble in December and you can still have time to recover and it won't have that much of an impact on the the standings because there are other teams that are going to stumble as well. San Francisco is already doing it. Philly's not going to only lose one game this season. Detroit's not only going to lose one game. Just make sure you take care of the business you need to take care of. Well, you know what I'm still holding on to? Uh, that part of hope is like we haven't seen the best of the Cowboys yet on offense. Like That's true. We still haven't seen the offense click and it's not a situation where you're just constantly throwing at CD. CD's not freaking catching the ball. Mm. That's not what it is. It's not the same thing with Brandon Cooks. You're targeting him. That's not what it is. Michael Gallup, it happened last game. Okay, that's that happens sometimes. Jake Ferguson, you're not throwing the ball trying to get him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's dropping the ball. Like that's not the situation. It's just like it's not clicking. It's mm. not there, you, you still see them having those pieces. You still see them having that talent. But things are not just quite clicking in this new scheme, in this new offense that Mike McCarthy has put together. So that's kind of the hope that I'm holding on to. It's like, okay, this is what it's been, and they haven't been good, but they've gone this far. Like, mm-hmm. this is where they're standing right now. Imagine when, hopefully, they do start clicking and making things work offensively, and now you get to scoring more points and helping your defense out a little more throughout games. So that's kind of what hopefully starts kind of piecing itself Hopium again, together. huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, she, but, you know, she makes a good point. I mean, they're they're not firing on on even half cylinders at offense just on offense just the yet, and they're four and struggle. two, and they're four and two. So to yeah. your point, like they're four and two coming out of their bye week, and we haven't seen the best version of the Cowboys on offense just yet. So I mean, what that 
that has to give you um, some justifiable hope and saying, you know, if they can get it going, I mean, they could go on a run. They could rattle off three, four, five game win streak to put themselves in a real good position to try to close this regular season out strong. And I think the other thing to note there, even though the offense hasn't had the rhythm that you'd want, not only are they four and two, but outside of the San Francisco game, the offense has moved pretty well 20 yard, yeah. 20 yeah. yard line to 20 yeah. yard line. Yeah. It's not like the offense can't move at all. Mm-hmm. It's that they haven't had success in the red zone. Mm-hmm. And obviously in the San Francisco they don't game, run they the got ball shut well down. To, they, yeah. they don't. But, yeah. but I'm saying, like, when you look at just overall, the problems are fixable. It's right. not like a situation where this is an offense that has nothing. Like, if you're, if you're the Giants, if you're looking at the Giants, you're like, our offense right now just has nothing. We yeah. can't do anything. We can't move, right? It's not that. It's that they haven't gotten it all to fit together. They haven't gotten it to a point where they can rely on something. Uh, you know, in, in whatever the situation is, we can rely on the fact that we're going to be able to run. We can rely on the fact that we can go to C.D. Lamb. I think that's the part that you want to see the rhythm get there and you want to see them start figuring out who are those? Mm-hmm. What are those reliable pieces that we, yeah. we know we can do? It goes back to that conversation they were having about identity a few weeks ago. They don't have one right now. You hope that that develops over time this season, mm-hmm. and then you can get there. But being four and two with that problem, yeah, that's where you look at it and say yeah. there is hope, and, and it's quality wins also because you know for those that were saying, oh well, you only you beat up on the Jets, okay, well then the Jets defeated the Eagles, oh well, you know what about you, you beat up on the Patriots and the Patriots beat the Bills, and you went and you beat Los Angeles, the Chargers in Los Angeles, it's the same Chargers team that beat the same Vikings team that just handed San Francisco forty nine. It's the NFL week to week basis, so just come to play every week and the rest will handle itself. I think you have to worry about because you could. I think you could say the same thing about Philadelphia's offense. Yeah. I don't think they played very there well. They're not there yet. Yeah. I don't think they played very well in their six and one. That's mm-hmm. the thing that would give me yeah. a little pause. That's very true. And I, I think that's the part where I was looking at them and I was thinking they were going to stumble at some point. Yeah. And the fact that they're not stumbling yeah. after starting the way they have offensively. Yeah. They've that, had, that's they've what scares had some rough me about they've had, some, they've had some games. But they figured it out. I think for them, it, they and that's the key phrase, key phrase. They're figuring out how to overcome like yeah. some some miscues. For example, Jalen Hurts, he started to turn the ball over, but they're figuring out how to overcome that. You, you're seeing Brock Seven Purdy starting to turn the ball over, but the 49ers haven't shown they know how to overcome that yet. Going back to hope. Okay, well, if the 49ers can't overcome Brock Purdy doing late game interceptions and if he's showing he can't play from behind, if you're the Cowboys, you're like, oh, all we really got to do is handle our business because when we get back to them, if we can get back to them, if we can play better football, maybe put them behind the scoreboard, now you have a chance to get Brock Purdy in situations like what Minnesota got last night with two late game interceptions that helped seal the game. So every, every team in the NFC has cracks in its armor, and this is going to get fun. Real fun. Yeah, we're gonna find out who we're gonna find can, out. We're gonna find out who can by solve the way, those issues. By the way, Jalen Hurts <laughs> and, and and the guy uh, uh, Allen are throwing a lot of interceptions. I just want to yeah. I want to get oh, that out there right now. Yeah, we talk about Dak throwing interceptions. No These doubt. guys are throwing an alarming it's amount candy. of interceptions. No, so I just want to get quiet. I just know, I just wanted to get yeah. it out there. They're like, oh, you're being a fanboy. No, we're watching the game. Other people are throwing interceptions. Jalen Hurts is throwing eight of them, and your guy Josh Allen is throwing eight of them as well. And now Purdy has three in his last two games. There you go. Two of which were in the late fourth quarter with the game on the line. People Absolutely. throw interceptions. That's exactly yeah. what happens. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We, oh, we didn't get to Labco. Lab no, it's real quick. Real okay. quick. All right. um, eleven and five is the number for Labco. Eleven and five. Uh, Mike McCarthy in his NFL coaching career, he's eleven and five coming out of the bye week. Uh, Should have been twelve and four, but overtime loss in Green Bay last week, uh, last year, kind of stung that. But 
uh, look Man, at the silver Kelly lining. Yeah, <laughs> look at the silver lining that created some that drove change for the offseason. That guys have guys like Brandon Cooks in here. Uh, no strays to a Noah Brown, but the yeah. upgrade. So eleven to five, Cowboys fans can feel good about that. Mike McCarthy typically does very well coming after the bye, uh, coming out of the bye. So they just need to uh, host this Los Angeles Rams team and handle business, get them out of here, and get on to Philadelphia. All right, we appreciate yes, you guys joining us. We'll be back on. Tomorrow, we'll start getting into uh, the next game. Brian will have a breakdown for us, Cowboys versus Rams. Till then, for Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. It's been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!